Hi, my name is Sydney Sept. My name is David Schur. And my name is Grant Rasmussen. We are all students here. At Bellevue College. That's right. So today we're going to be talking about our experiences uh, from our study abroad trip to Ireland. Mm -hmm. So for you two, David and Sydney, what insights did you have about the United States having traveled to Ireland? Let's start with you, Sydney. There's some obvious things that I noticed, like the water thing was different and also can you can you further explain that ex elaborate on the water thing yeah of course. Hey, what's that what i mean by the water thing um i mean how they conserve energy and stuff like that so instead of all always having the hot water on you would have to turn on a switch that heats the hot water and you would have to wait for the hot water to heat up and then go take a shower go do what you had to do whereas in america it's just always on i mean that's a given and whatnot and Probably a lot of people are going to be talking about that. But um, with my conversation with other people, I noticed, or I guess with actual uh, Irish natives, um, I guess, you know, in America, we preach about tolerance and stuff like that. Whereas, like, in Ireland, they're more about acceptance. So mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting as well. Um, just the difference between we have to tolerate these people versus we're going to accept these people like accepting them with open arms and ready yeah, to bring them in tolerating is like i'm gonna deal with you mm -hmm. instead of i'm gonna learn with you i'm gonna be with you i'm gonna experience things with you and get to know you tolerance is like i have to deal with you i can't get out of dealing with you it's kind of like um you know you, you pulled the short stick and now you have to deal with a issue or a problem yeah so tolerance is not a good word and i really wish that americans would stop saying it we have to tolerate people it's stupid mm -hmm. do you think uh, that in ireland um the aspect of it makes them more progressive and that because they don't have a tolerating mindset they're looking for opportunities to accept instead of waiting until they have to tolerate oh well definitely i think well with all the i guess all the things that happen with um I guess the troubles and even all the things that led up to the troubles, I think um, those who identify as, uh, was it Irish Catholics or Catholic Irish, um, I think they have um, maybe like an empathetic understanding of tolerance versus acceptance because um, they accepted many people into Ireland mm -hmm. when they didn't really have to. but they do under, understand the aspect of tolerance and intolerance with um, the British Empire and stuff like that. So I think um, because they've dealt with, I guess, dealing with intolerance and dealing with tolerance and dealing with acceptance, they have an understanding of like how people coming in might want to be treated or should be treated, actually. Sure. It seems like the Irish... Um, a large part of that formulation is because they were tolerated. You know, when a lot of the Irish yeah. came to America and traveled other places, they were, you know, reacted against in that way. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so it's interesting to see, instead of, you know, kind of returning the favor and having that same malice attitude, um, they've come to understand what it feels like to be on the other end um, and avoid doing that. Well, one thing I noticed... Um, is that's prevalent in a lot of scenarios, um, you know, with that progressive mindset where the Irish, um, you know, 
Well, the which, Catholics, which Irish, Irish Americans um, or Irish Irish or in, Native Irish. In regards, <laughs> in regards to the Irish in Ireland, Catholics mm-hmm. and Protestants, um, both sides have an understanding of tolerance because they experienced it in times of contention. Um, and because of that, I think both of them are more willing um, to have an attitude of acceptance because they've seen firsthand what tolerance can do when there's no movement past just getting by but actually try and make true progress as a society, mm-hmm. even if they're separated. Sure. Yeah. I also thought it was ironic that even though um, Irish people and Protestants, or no, Catholic Irish and Protestant Irish and non-Irish Protestants and non-Catholic Irish <laughs> were able to, like, move past those differences and see, like... Um, I guess, see the issues within their, I guess, struggle against each other that the Irish Americans couldn't see what was wrong with um, segregation or racism in America against black people. Like, I just thought it was really ironic because both these things were going on at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like, the Troubles and um, the Irish Famine were all going on in the same time as racism and segregation in America. And I just thought it was just like they they sent so much support to the Irish Catholics. We're like, this is unfair. This is not right. It was human rights injustices. But didn't have the same energy, that same attitude when it was happening to black people. When they had left the country where they were experiencing the same oppression, almost, not the same, but similar oppression, mm-hmm. and then came to another place and basically carried out the same thing. And I mean, I honestly see that in a lot of places now, like in Israel, like when all the Jewish people got screwed over during World War Two, and then they were like, let's move to Palestine. And then they're like, also, by the way, deuces, you're kicked out of your land, even though, like, we said we claimed this, like, over a million years mm-hmm. ago. Absolutely. But anyway, back on topic. Um, That's on topic. You can, <laughs> you can continue. Yep. But I just, I didn't understand, like, I guess the, the level of cognitive dissidence must have been, like, skyrocket high. Like, up there with, like, slave masters, like, being, having kids with their slaves. Like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking ridiculous <laughs> like i just didn't i didn't i didn't get how you could support one thing but then also not support the, the same the thing, thing in a different it, but in it's not even different situations just with different people just just with injustices who is the the civil rights guy that we learned about in irish history yeah, uh, out with the uh, hung out with oh um, um something O'Connell, I think. Yeah, yeah. And what were you, regardless of the name, what were you going to say? What do you think of that? Well, I I think it's interesting because what Sydney's highlighting are those, um, the the tendency for Irish immigrants in America to not be an advocate for, um, you know, for civil rights and for um, justice in these minority communities. Um, once they entered into America and they tried to, they seek to homogenize um, with the population. Um, and once they kind of got accepted, they lost touch with their roots, where like they had been the mm-hmm. receivers of a lot of persecution. Um, and they weren't able and they weren't willing to stand up 
for you know the rights of Black Americans um, during uh, um, you know segregation and slavery. Um, so that that's obviously something that was really um, interesting for me. One thing that comes to my mind. So while we were going through one of the locations, do you remember the castle that we went through? Mm-hmm. Donegal Castle. Was it Donegal oh, Castle? Yeah. They had the... I the kept calling it Donegal. Donegal. <laughs> I was like, let's go Donegal. Let's go to the Donegal. Um, in Donegal Castle, there was a painting um, of a Native um, American Indian tribe. Mm-hmm. The Native Irish, um, during the Troubles, they received funding from this um, Native American Indian uh, group that were, you know, they were just, they were basically in destitute poverty and they sent funds to um, the Irish people because they knew and they heard of the troubles that were happening in Ireland. Um, And from that, there's like this crazy, super like um, unexpected connection between this Indian tribe and... um, yeah, and between uh, the, you know, between the, the Irish. Um, and that was, like, really eye-opening to me because I I just hadn't seen anything really like that back in America. And um, it was, yeah, it was, really, it was really eye-opening to me just to see that, like, you know, even the Irish will, like, be like, oh, here's, you know, some information about... Native American Indians and how they were persecuted and how that integrates with with our history. Mm-hmm. At what point do you think, like in these struggles, people go from, you know, in a sense, being selfish and you know focusing on their own progress, um, and what's needed to get into a state of you know those Native Americans to say, despite our conditions, you know, we can empathize and it's worth the effort, right? Just like Irish Americans you know, seeing the black American struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think is needed to create that empathy? Are you, are you talking about with the Irish Americans or just people in general? Uh, people in general, but, but notably Irish Americans. You know, what, what was the missing piece that prevented them from being able to see the link between their struggle and the African Americans? I think it boils down to fear. So they had this fear of um, persecution and they were really about their own self preservation, the Irish immigrants in America, when they came over, they seek to immigrate really quickly because they knew what it was like to be persecuted. Mm -hmm. And I think there's the fear that if you advocate for disenfranchised people, you will continue that persecution, you will continue that feeling of otherness that you have. Or like undesirable. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really unfortunate, which is really, like, really shitty to just think about because you've got this group that, you know, they, they... Almost in in a way they like escape their persecution, but then they forget about that when they see other people just because they're so afraid that they might be persecuted again. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. What, yeah. Do, you, what do you think of the phrase "the Irish becoming white"? The Irish becoming white. Um, personally, it's really interesting and crazy to me because you know, I only learned about this history within the last two years or so. There's the, the famous book, yep. um, How the Irish Became White. Yep, exactly. Um, and it talks about how before the Irish, you know, immigrated, like when, when the, the um, 
Irish were in the process of emigrating from Ireland, um, they were sort of seen as like this, these like otherworldly creatures and they weren't seen as people. And um, there was a lot of like really bad, like racism and it was just like really deep seated. Um, and it was like these fears of these Irish immigrants coming over, which of course can help connect to our modern day world and current fears that we see of like refugees or if we see um, people like coming in as immigrants, mm -hmm. just there's this fear of otherness, which was kind of present um, with the Irish coming over back in the 1800s. Um, so it's, it's really interesting to, to make that contrast and it, it gives me insight into um, into our current like landscape and our current world that we live in to know that like even though this situation is like really bad mm -hmm. it's not new it's not a new problem oh, no. um, it's it's something that like we can look in the past and we can say oh those are our mistakes that we made um, you look at this is a little off topic but you look at you know Jewish refugees during World War II um, oh, many were, of them like just they were pariahs just as the Irish yeah. were too like or they, the they would they would be denied not, entry yeah they did not want anything US. to do with the Jewish people or, and now yeah, yeah, exactly. Jewish people are kind of becoming white in a sense as well they're not they're not the boogeyman like they used to yeah. be but now I've got new boogeyman but that's yeah um, but just the thing that stood out to me is you know you get to see a whole different perspective because you know on the American side we're the nation of immigrants and the Irish side is the nation of emigrants. Mm -hmm. They're the nation where everyone like peaced out, and they're <laughs> basically like, they're they, like man, their national a huge part of their <laughs> national story is everyone leaving to America. So they've got a really strong bond there. Mm -hmm. But America's story is like the natives got wiped out. We we had to choose who's who's and, on the top rung. And then like our whole like, idea, like I mean, Tim was talking about building a nation, mm -hmm. uh, or like what it means to to have a nation. It's kind of in in many ways rooted on like the American dream is you come over from another country and you try and build a life in America. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's really interesting contrast that um, is really cool to see in Ireland how that plays out. Mm -hmm. Sydney, do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, um, well, I have a lot of thoughts. Um, a lot of thoughts. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, like, well, one of the reasons why I think it was easy for the Irish people to turn away um, from helping, I guess, Irish Americans, why it was easy for Irish Americans to turn away from helping uh, black Americans is because, um, I guess, in America, um, the one undesirable is, I guess, black people. Like, that's the one group that is kind of what defines or what defined i guess i'll use past tense because no. things are changing apparently um apparently. <laughs> but but black people were the undesirable <laughs> so you couldn't get worse than black people so you could only get better than them sure. like you could like something that i really like also think is very important to touch on mm -hmm. which Neve touched on was how like you know, like you're saying, like black 
what you're the bottom of the totem pole. Mm-hmm. And you could only get close to the bottom. Yeah. You couldn't be the bottom. So Irish people was, were like, there's right. the really opportunity to push there was them the, down. And what's the one quote? Which yeah. is like, you know, the thing that poor whites had in the South was like, you know, they might were super destitute and poor, but they weren't black. Like they weren't slaves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's um, like. Mm-hmm. And Still like like Neve was talking about with the indentured servitude of Irish in America, mm-hmm. it was really bad. Yeah. But they weren't. But like they, they weren't African slaves that had been yeah. brought over and then had nothing. They were they were still people, and she said that yeah. by according to the crown and the English law, they were still people. They were still citizens yeah. of the crown, whether they liked it or sure. not, whether they said they were or not. They could still go be like, "Hey, this asshole <laughs> hey. is like, like pulling you- my hair while I fucking sweep the floor. <laughs> <laughs> like this is not safe. I'm tired of this you shit." Do anything if you no, were, but yeah. like as a slave, like they could do you get like murdered. yeah, they could be. kill you, and they they would justify. It. Well, he wasn't listening or to me. I, was, I just destroyed my property. Yeah, yeah and it's. Just- yeah. It wasn't even. Yeah, they, didn't they, did, they weren't classified as humans. Oh, also, yeah, and they had they had rules that said like if you did kill someone, here is the literal loophole how to get out of it. <laughs> like the law literally stated reasons how you could kill a slave or why you could, and you could just pick one of those reasons and be like, "Yep, that's why." And they'd be like, "Oh, sh- well, shit, Dale." <laughs> like, like classic slave owner named Dale. Dale, yeah. Um, Dale. Sorry for all the people that are named Dale that aren't racist. <laughs> but yeah, so like back to like how it was easy for Irish people to like turn their backs against slaves. Well, they came into a country and they were told that well, these people that you ain't never seen before aren't people for one, and for two, they were never. They were a. They were like. Already, Not the bottom of the barrel, but like, you know, they were down there. They were like one fourth of the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they needed some. I mean, I mean, you can look in the history of you know mm-hmm. you have and it's always the legal system or look coming into police. Um, yeah, and because because they were of lighter skin and of lighter complexion, it was easier to hide things that made you quote unquote Irish, mm-hmm. like speaking Gaelic, having an Irish accent, having red hair. I know they had hair dye back then. <laughs> Like you could integrate, you know, like uh, they could switch it up real quick and be like, actually, I'm from Scotland or actually I'm from England, even though I hate that place. Like (laughs) they could they could lie about it. No one can lie about being black because, yeah. (laughs) What do you think that translates? I mean, we talked today about the Irish Americans losing their identity. Um, You know, how do you think that changes because of that? Right. Of that history of trying to assimilate. Um, they leave behind their identity. And one thing I think that sticks out about black Americans is that despite all the struggles they've gone through, they've never lost, you know, their community and their identity, you know. Yeah. Even if it's something that they suffer because of, they're proud of it. Yeah. Right? I mean, I feel like for black Americans, um, well, one thing, it was a way to bond. Like, at a point, you kind of realize this shit ain't going to end. We need to figure out what we're gonna do to keep ourselves sane like Mm -hmm. what can we do as a community to hold our shit together and not lose our minds so i think that's where i guess resilience in black americans come from but um with assimilating to assimilating into american culture it can i mean the ease or i guess the level of difficulty for that depends on 
what America thinks about you. So what American society thinks about you. I mean, it happened with the Irish. It happens with Asian American families. Um, it happens with other, I guess, immigrant groups that are seen as less of a threat or less or more desirable. That has a potential to, I guess, quote unquote, better the American society. So for Irish Americans, I think just having the choice between either you drop all the things that you brought here and integrate into society or we just keep pissing and shitting on you mm-hmm. forever. So with that, I mean, I understand like people don't want to be persecuted, don't want to be discriminated against. So they're going to take the easy way out. And it's really it's kind of sad because you'd like like yeah. they came here and then they just were like, you know, you kind of just have to throw all all the things that you hold dear, like your whole whole childhood, your whole life just gone and you have to be, essentially be another person and you have to be another person for your life and the life of your children and then how to teach them how to be this person that you made up which is kind of psychologically fucked up because you mm-hmm. got to think in your head like I can't be Irish me, I got to be American me. Mm-hmm. And like I mean people still do it today. Um I remember I read a book, it was like the Joy Luck Club. And oh, it was, yeah. oh hey, Joy Luck Club Club. <laughs> sophomore year of high school. Yeah, but basically the girls were talking about how, like, they had these Chinese mothers that barely spoke a lick of English, never spoke Chinese to them, never really told them about any Chinese things, just so they could not. They could assimilate. So, so they, they could assimilate to the culture yeah. and stuff like that. So they, they wouldn't. Part of yeah. What they, what they were. So. Yeah, so they kind of, like. hard, you know, it's. It's like, it's really fucked up when you think about it. Grant, do you think that if the Irish had some kind of physical characteristic that made them easy to identify, they still would have, you know, chosen Chosen. to push themselves up the ladder by pushing the African-Americans down? I mean, I think there's something to be said. I mean, you could... The the Irish weren't invisible as immigrants in, in their new America back in their day, but they weren't you know, as visible as, you know, uh, like, you know, black slaves were in, in America. Um, they, it took a little bit, but the Irish in America, I, I think if you, if you break it down, they came into, they, they came to America because they were fleeing their, their homeland, right? And they, they saw America as this sort of like, you know, kind of the idealistic thing that, like, you know, the best vision of America is this, this like, place to go to build their, you know, build their future. And in that, they tried to get rid of any obstacle that could potentially get in their way. Um, to, like, from really, like, admirable things, like, um, you know, they did, you know, their best to like, you know, participate in the political system and, like, try and get their representation there, um, but then to really, like, mess up things, like, you know, taking on this really, like, messed up national creed of, like, oh, we don't think that black people are people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think with the, the Irish immigrants, they came in knowing that 
they didn't have anything. They came from basically nothing. They came from persecution. And they took that, um, and they, they kind of had this hard, this, this attitude of, like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. There are these Irish communities, they're going to, like, we're going to do what it takes to be accepted. And it took maybe a few generations. But now, if you look at, you know, if, if someone's like, oh, the Irish were persecuted, sometimes there's, like, a double take there. I'm like, wait, what? Like, I wouldn't really think that. That wouldn't really be expected. Um, whereas if you say about, like, you know, Asian American communities or, um, like, African Americans, you know, post-slavery or um, literally <laughs> just immigrant groups that don't have light skin, you know, it's not surprising. Um, and I think that comes from the fact that the Irish, you know, they had that light skin advantage, but then they, they used that and they brought it forward to be like, hey, we're going to just assimilate as much as we can to become American, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, if you look at it, if you look at the statistics, Irish Americans are some of the most conservative, like consistently conservative groups in the nation. Hilarious. Hilarious. Okay, do you think that a big part of the Irish's success and a reason that they, you know, um, suppressed African Americans to rise up the social ladder was because they had a vision, and when it didn't actually exist here, they thought it was their responsibility to manifest it? Uh, yes and no. I think that existed for, like, you know, the, the Irish Im- immigrants within their own communities. I think they, they said, like, we're going to make the American dream work for us but they didn't really say it for other immigrant groups. Um, what, what's your perspective on that, David? I think it happened. Um, I think that immediately, you know, the Irish felt like life in America was a lot better than in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, however, they had the opportunity to rise like they didn't have in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, historically, the Irish did have those rights, but they had no ability to change those rights. They didn't have any right? power. They, they, they didn't have any political they didn't, power. They didn't have any the, there's a poem by an Irish poet called Patrick Kavanaugh, and at the end it says, God make, Gods make their own importance. And this is in the 1700s. Um, and essentially what that's saying is that, you know, gods don't have to convince the people that they have power, right, to create their image. And when he's talking about that, he's referencing the Irish didn't need the British to give them rights. They knew what they had. Right. So even though these indentured servants in Ireland had rights, they weren't really their rights because they were given to them by the British. They weren't earned. They had no power over them. Um, The British could change them if they wanted. Um, Whereas in America, they had the ability to interact with the rights that, you know, led their lives. Mm -hmm. Um, That led, I think, to the disenfranchisement of African-Americans in part. Um, is because now they had the ability to move themselves up the social ladder. They didn't need some higher power to give them new rights to do that. Mm-hmm. They were able to actually interact with their lives and improve themselves. Sure. Well, yeah. Good, good, good talk, guys.